Hello and welcome to Deep Shots. Today on the podcast, Slavic and I discuss episodes four through six of Disney Plus's WandaVision. It's a fun conversation with a few theories of where we think it's headed. We also discuss some of the recent entertainment news, including the exciting new announcement, for me anyway, of Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Donald Glover teaming up for a reboot of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Slavic, well, let's just say he has some catching up to do to appreciate this news. Anyhow, I hope you enjoy the show. If you do, Please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Check out socials on Facebook, Deep Shots Podcast, and on Twitter at Deep Shots Pod. If you have a question or a future show idea, drop us an email at deepshotspod at gmail.com. Okay, podcast starts in three, two, one. What's in the box? What's in the suitcase? What's in the box? Deep Shots. Hey everybody, welcome to Deep Shots. We got another exciting episode here around WandaVision. Wade, how you doing? Good, my man. How are you? You know what? I'm a little beat. Uh, we went skiing today and I'm a little tired. Not so tired that I don't want to do WandaVision though. Of course I yeah. want to do WandaVision. Of course. Of course. Yeah, you know, life's hard being a dad. Got all these responsibilities. Mm. Just you gotta do shit, and sometimes yeah. that tires you out. Buck up or shut up, right? That's what we are, though. Just two mid forties dads talking about comic books, comic book <laughs> shows. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to talk about? I got some actually interesting entertainment news to talk about after we get through WandaVision's. A couple things I'm pretty excited about, but. So I had an interesting conversation with one of our listeners. Um, one of our good, one of my good friends, was telling me, a that I was wrong about how you put on clothes, <laughs> and b that I wasn't considering how females sometimes have various options other than socks. And I was like, yeah, that's right, I didn't consider that. So. Kudos to you for bringing that up, and yes, now I agree that there are other options other than socks, which I had not considered until... My daughter's just too young to have those other options yet. You put on your socks before your pants. That's just... It's just... That's the way it's done. Yeah, but apparently not, because there's more people... It's so funny that this is um, a thing now, but I, I totally agree with you. And ultimately with myself when I brought it up the first time that you put your socks on way before you put your pants on. Yeah. This whole discussion reminds me of a discussion I've had many times about gym etiquette and men's locker room etiquette in the gym. And I don't really want to discuss it on this podcast. No, but no, no. You always wear a towel. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's that you put your underwear on first. You, you put your underwear on first. And you before you go brush your teeth and you shave, yeah. you put your underwear on first. Yeah. And a lot of guys at the gym, especially you know guys like older than sixty, weren't good at that. And it really is creepy, especially at that gym down in uh, Buffalo, right downtown. Yeah, that was a creepy place sometimes. <laughs> but I think it's all a matter of age, right? When you're sixty, you probably just don't give a f on it. Yeah, just whatever. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Everybody's got the same parts and pieces, Wade. Well, unless you're a female and a male. And then I guess there's other there's other considerations now too. So let's just leave that alone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh I mean, it's God. hard to be with all this political correctness. 
you're often wrong. <laughs> I mean, let's yeah. be honest. That's the problem. Yeah, let's uh, example Gina Carano. But we'll talk about that later. So, WandaVision, this is like the sixth episode we've uh, tackled, or I mean, not, not not that we've tackled, but that has existed in the yep. Marvel television universe. Yeah, I think the last time we talked, I guess, in detail about it was after episode three. And I talked kind of my impressions of it after four and five. But uh, yeah, today was the release of episode six. And I thought it was pretty great. I'm I'm hook, line, and sinker on this show. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, so I feel better about it than I did after show three, where they just kind of continued on with this premise of a show. I still think they have a lot to answer, but they're doing a nice job of answering, and I like that they're adding some characters that we're familiar with. Uh, should we say that we're going to be spoiling these episodes now before we get into yeah, it? Yeah, I, th- I don't think there's any way to talk about these episodes without spoiling it. So, yeah, if you haven't watched through episode six of WandaVision, go watch it. Come back and listen to us later. Yeah, so they, they brought in Kat Dennings, who plays Darcy Lewis, who was in a bunch of the Thor movies, right? Why are you laughing? Did I say something wrong? She's a character from the MCU. Yeah. I know she is. All right. I'm, I'm going to edit that part. I'm, I mean, not, I'm going to edit my part of me busting your balls for bringing her up first. But You don't have to. Yeah. I think this is good. I mean, I brought her up because she was the first one introduced, right? No, actually, uh, Randall Park was. Who the hell is Randall Park? Randall Park's not from the MCU, is he? Yeah, he is. He was, in, he was in Ant-Man and Wasp. Dude, I totally, totally missed that. He's the FBI agent in it? He's the FBI agent that's checking in on Scott Lang to make sure he stays under home arrest. I got to tell you, I really love all the MCU movies. Those two have made the least impression on me. Ant-Man was actually pretty good, the first one. But the second one, man, I'd have to rewatch that one because it was not that good. Ant-Man and the Wasp was one of the weaker MCU movies, but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, they're all fun. I'm not... Yeah. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm saying out of all of them, that's probably on the bottom. Well, and that and that reason why I think I like them is that they're the lowest stakes. It seems like of of all the movies, you know, they don't. There's there's not a city being crushed in Ant Man or Ant Man and the Wasp. It's like yeah, maybe people are trying to steal some tech or something like that, but they're they're also not stealing tech for. Well, I guess the first guy is. He wants to do some harm, but again, it's it's just more about he's got bad intentions, but he's not going to like destroy the world with his yellow jacket suit or what have you. That's and I think that's why I like him. I, I and that's why I like this show is it's just, I mean, it's got larger worldly implications, but it's just kind of like low stakes. I think we can do more of that. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that she has the potential to make some major damage. Mm-hmm. She's shown as pretty powerful. but So they introduced Kat, who I think does a pretty nice job of kind of... She plays the same character in everything she does. Uh, she yeah. plays it really well. Yeah, she's funny. She's the, I, I love the parts of her watching the soap opera and how she's invested in the soap opera. Or not the soap opera, but the, the sitcom. She's stereotypical sitcom viewer. You know, is the way she's investing in it and... and the way she talks about it, charming and this and that, and she. But she's she's kind of 
doing the 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 review of the sitcom for all these other stiffs that are uh, they're watching the show as well. Yeah, they they set her up pretty well. She's she's gonna it's gonna I'm interested to see how she changes in Wanda's world. Um, yeah, yeah. Because you know it's gonna be. I hope they take her in a whole other direction and be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. So the other guy that uh, was kind of a surprise, other than Randall Park, who I completely forgot about, was Evan Peters as Petro Maximoff, right? Yeah, and this is huge. Huge. Because because he was the Quicksilver in Fox's X-Men universe. Right. If you don't know the whole story, a long time ago, Marvel sold off the rights to the X-Men to Fox but retained the Avengers. Well, Wanda and Quicksilver appeared in both comics, in the X-Men comics and in the uh, Avengers comics. So there was a little bit of a tussle over who really owned Wanda and Quicksilver. So they both put them in there. Well, they didn't put Wanda in the X-Men movies, but uh, Quicksilver was in the X-Men movies, and they had Wanda and Quicksilver in the Avengers movies. And obviously, Quicksilver got killed in Age of Ultron in Sokovia, yes, by, by Ultron, by some bullets. And he ran in and he saved Hawkeye and a little girl and he took some bullets. Yeah, so when this mysterious man shows up at the door, he says, Ah, it's your long lost, I'm your long lost bro. And that is the Quicksilver from the Fox universe, which opens up just a world of possibilities of multiverse stuff. And whether or not the could Hugh Jackman show up in one of these shows in these movies as Wolverine, you know, who knows? Pretty interesting. Didn't he say he wasn't going to do Wolverine anymore? I believe he did, but money talks. Sure does, because I think Downey's <laughs> talking about being Iron Man again. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And then there was there was a story the other day that you know Chris Evans is going to appear as Captain America and and something, but it may not be. The, it's going to be a multiverse version of Captain America, it seems like, that's going to be maybe slightly different. I don't know. I don't want to say evil, but different. I, the tolerance for the science fiction in these movies is just, it's funny. I, I remember people being like, ha, guys with light swords, what a big crock. And now we're like, yeah. I don't know, millennia ahead of that. And it seems like it's come. Yeah, it's time travel, quantum realms, and so yeah. it's just like completely acceptable by like it, and it just nerds have taken over the planet. It's it's wonderful. Well, I was just watching Infinity War and Endgame the other day, and I love that they just just invented time travel, but they don't really even explain it. They just have Downey do some shit with his hands in the air on a model, and he's like. Oh yeah, that's it. And he, you know, puts in a piece and put it in a orthohexagonal shape. And yep, that's time travel. Do we dare say that he used some magic? He may have used some magic. <laughs> Just don't invest. Might have. Don't investigate. Yeah, it. Don't investigate it. Don't investigate it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a reset to another podcast in case you're not yeah, following yes. along. So what's going on here with Wanda? You think she's being manipulated by some other force? Because she did seem very dumbfounded in this last, when he, she was talking with Quicksilver about why are you changed? There was this cute moment where he's asking, she's asking, where's your accent? And he's like, where's your accent? And um, yeah. what, what's going on? What, what are your thoughts? 
Well, when we first w- watched these first couple of episodes, you know, they played it up and you kind of thought that Wanda and Vision were were trapped in this bubble or or whatever you want to call it. The dome. They call it the hex. They call it the hex because it's hexagonal shaped, but also is it a spell like a hex potentially. But it's obvious now that she is in control of a good portion of this hex. Uh, she obviously expanded the limits of it at this end of this last episode. But there was hints at the fact that she was making people do things. She's making Agnes, Catherine Hahn's character, come to the door at certain points. And Vision is kind of like expecting her to come whenever they need something. So she's definitely in control but there's also some portions of it that she she's not controlling. I, I mean, I maybe she's she's definitely sitting there lying to Vision about whether or not she can control him. And but that when the doorbell rings and Pietro's there, she seems really dumbfounded by it. So she's not in control, and she keeps mentioning, "I don't know how all this started." She talks about the grief she had and the and with after Vision died, and how there was absolute nothingness. And I think there was some clues tonight in the sixth episode that, yeah, there is a greater villain at play here. And I'm not super familiar with the Marvel comics, you know, the 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 Wanda and Vision comics, but one of the major villains in the Wanda and Vision comics was Mephisto, who is literally Marvel's, like, devil. And I think that Mephisto is involved here after watching tonight's episode, mainly because of there was several references to the devil. And in the, in the comics, the boys were birthed using a piece of Mephisto's soul. And as they're going trick-or-treating tonight, Pietro says to the boys, unleash hell, demon spawn. And then later on in the episode, Pietro says, damn it, if Westview isn't charming as hell. So my theory is that Pietro is, he's he showed up, but it's actually Mephisto. And he's going to, he's cha- he's aided her in creating this world and has now come to, I guess, either observe her more closely or, or what have you. I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but that just, that kind of struck me that he's talking about the demon spawn and what have you. So I, I, I think that might be a play. Yeah, that, that it is interesting. It, it kind of furthers the power argument for, not argument, but the power statement around Wanda and how she's controlling and manipulating things. It seems like she's only able to control and manipulate the things that are around her and affecting her because Vision is walking around the town and in areas mm-hmm. where... She, you know, her, her powers aren't infinite, and she can't control every subconscious, so she kind of puts them on hold, and they just kind of mm-hmm. stand. And that's kind of that was really kind of creepy to me, especially the girl that was trying to pin something, and a tear is yeah. coming down her eye. Yeah. Vision is an interesting conundrum in all of this in that he has somewhat some free will to kind of roam around, but then at the same time, I think in this episode he didn't realize he was an Avenger. And then he couldn't survive outside the the hex. Well, 
so that was the other thing, and I mentioned this in the last episode, is that I, I think this has the possibility to be really dark. And there's been two shots now of Wanda seeing dead people. Well, you know, in the fourth episode, they showed her looking at Vision, and she saw the grayed-out version of Vision with the, the, the Mind Stone removed and, and kind of grayed-out eyes. And it was it was actually kind of horrifying you know my when my i mentioned that my kids saw it and we're like ah kind of scared them and then tonight there was as she's talking to pietro she looks back and she sees other universe pietro dead from the bullet shots that her universe pietro um suffered uh, again at the hands of ultron and again he's got kind of the grayed out eyeballs and so assuming that's not mephisto if that's a resurrected version of her brother if she's like got these kind of meat puppets running around, uh, it, it might be pretty dark. I, I I don't know. I I just they they've talked about how and all these people are under her control, and when they wait, when Vision snaps her out of this control, they're all like tortured and help me, got to stop her. And from that aspect, it's obviously all these bright colors and glossiness of this universe, but. It's pretty, it's pretty dank for these people who are under her spell. And if you consider Vision running around with, if he's a, just some sort of puppet. But yeah, like you said, he's got some free will as well. He He's not under her control. So there's something, some form of magic here that I don't, I, I can't investigate at the moment. <laughs> the last um, thing we want to do is investigate it. Yeah. So. Yeah, the Vision thing out of all of it is a little bizarre in that he seems to have some ability to go off on his own and still so she's not controlling him to the same degree that she is everybody else and he has some kind of consciousness of who he is well and but like you said when agnes mentions you know you're dead and you're an avenger he's like what you're or was well vice versa you're an avenger but you're dead he you know he doesn't remember that and they that also came up at the end of episode five when they're kind of having their standoff in their living room and they, they're both floating in the air and he says to her, I don't remember anything before Westview. So, I mean, he's definitely resurrected in some sort, but his, his memory has been wiped, but yeah, he, but he still does have some consciousness. So he definitely couldn't escape the bubble though. Tonight he, he was being pulled back in and was going to basically destroy himself. So it doesn't seem that whatever, form he is can't exist outside the hex so be be interesting to see how that uh, progresses what do you think about group that's outside the hex there the group sword and they kind of have no ability to really know what's going on and kind of a your typical bad guy good guy scenario out there we got some info tonight that that Again, the the director he's he's kind of the weakest part of the show to me this i don't know that actor but he's kind of comically a dick and I, I mean i guess that's what happens in a lot of these stories but he's definitely got some intel he you know nobody has been able to basically penetrate in and see what's going on inside of the hex other than through the sitcoms but he's apparently found a way to track vision because he was they were looking at decaying vibranium but also somehow it was you know had some sort of GPS on all the people too. So 
yeah, I mean, he's up to something, and we'll see. But yeah, I don't, they, you're right. It, they're just kind of like comically, they're they're all red shirts out there, and now some of them are clowns and mimes. And, yeah, yeah. A helicopter turned into a balloon, which I thought was pretty impressive. I thought that was pretty cool. The I, I was I the, you know just some stuff that I really liked. I episode four was kind of filled in the gaps of episodes one, two, and three. Kind of told you the 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 story which happened outside the bubble in those in those first three episodes. I think if they had woven that stuff into the first three episodes, we talked about how we wanted more of from of the 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 story and the and the greater plan in those first couple of episodes. But I really, once I saw episode four, I really liked it the way it was. It it made those first couple episodes feel a little bit extra special and, and just kind of let you focus on those sitcoms. And I think that was a good move. Episode five and six is when this world has really opened up. I like how they're, you know, she's losing control in these moments where the, these actors kind of look at her. Well, they're, they're not actors, but they're the people that are trapped and they're, they're acting like actors in a sitcom where they, they look at her and go, do you want me to say that again? You know, there was the moment with Agnes when, after, when she comes over to visit or babysit and, and she breaks in front of vision and vision's like, what's going on? I just, I thought that was really interesting. And it, it's kind of an interesting way to let you in on the cracks here. And as vision starts to understand more and she's and Scarlet Witch are, Wanda is spinning out even more. Well, that's interesting. I don't think we've ever called her Scarlet Witch in any of those episodes until now. I totally forgot that you called her that she was called Scarlet Witch. That's kind of funny. That's the interesting thing is I had always known her as Scarlet Witch, and and they kind of I was reading another article where they said that in any of the movies, any of this show, no one's ever called her the Scarlet Witch yet. She's just been Wanda Maximoff, and in the one episode, I think I don't know if it was four or five, the the dick the the, the head of sword says to Tiana Paris, who's uh, Monica Rambo, she doesn't have a nickname or anything like that yet, and so they they definitely it was kind of meta that they brought that to your forefront that they we haven't started calling her Scarlet Witch yet, and I think that's what kind of the show is about is the transformation into this Scarlet Witch, and she might become more radicalized or back into a bad guy. You don't think potentially out of all the movies in the MCU, they had been called her Scarlet witch anywhere. No. no kidding. No, they have. Yeah. She's just been Wanda Maximoff and everyone knows her from the comics as Scarlet witch. So I think in writing and other discussions about it, I think other people have called her Scarlet witch, but in the shows proper, no one has ever called her Scarlet witch. So I just wanted to say, that the first three episodes are a little bit of a bait and a switch because there's no explanation as to where it's going. So, And that's probably what put me off the most was that they sold me this idea that this was going to be somewhat of a comedy and not part of the MCU. And then they kind of flipped it right back to, oh, no, this is, this is kind of the same story as everything else. Now, maybe I'm not... I'm not like mad about it. I'm just saying that it was a little bit of a bait and a switch there in the beginning. Do I enjoy it? Do I find it really kind of neat? I do find it interesting and neat. But had they continued more with that sitcom stuff, I think it would have ended. Like I, I don't. For me, that 
initial reaction was very positive. But by the third episode, I was like, okay, I'm kind of over it. I kind of need to get more information. And they did do a nice job of explaining much more so and maybe they've learned the lesson we always reference the show lost that lost kind of lost its way and i think this show may have learned some lessons from that in that they're giving us information as as we go which is pretty nice but i'm very interested in how they're going to resolve this whole change in her brother pedro how is he going to end up being reconciled from the guy that was killed in sokovia so what are your thoughts on that? Well, there, I've mentioned kind of two different scenarios here. It, it potentially could be the Pietro or the Peter from the Fox's X-Men universe who's somehow crossed over into the MCU from the Fox X-Men universe. Or it could be just a... a for lack of a better term, to repeat your term, a bait-and-switch just to because they could... They used this actor because they bought the rights. Marvel has bought the rights to the Fox X-Men universe. Uh, just to make our minds spin. And there's another instance of that in the show, which I'll talk about in a second. And it could be this, that it's this Mephisto, and they use this actor just to get everyone riled up and think, oh, here comes the X-Men. But the you know the other instance of this is this Agnes, Catherine Hahn, who's a, you know, a pretty big-name actress to be cast as this kind of nosy neighbor there's a lot of internet speculation that she is a sorceress herself there's agatha harkness in the comics is a mystic sorceress of the dark arts and she's a witch and of course tonight she's in a witch costume as in the halloween it's agnes agatha so i think they're they, it's funny if they're not, if they didn't think they were making that connection, they definitely, a lot of fans are making that connection. So we'll see. Yeah, it sounds like you have to have a pretty detailed understanding of the comics to really understand where this show might be going and we're not. I prefer mm-hmm. to be completely blind to it and try to understand mm-hmm. show to show. And then I have my walking comic book dictionary right in front of me here that can explain all the nuance and detail to everything that I'm missing. Yeah, well, I'm still I'm catching up, but I have been I've been going through that Marvel Unlimited and, and looking at a couple of issues here and there and Is yeah, WandaVision it's, it's on pretty there? interesting. Is WandaVision? I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. see it. You said that the sitcom stuff was was wearing on you and I agree. The Brady Bunch episode was was kind of weird and didn't like it as much, but I really enjoyed this kind of family ties or full house episode that they had in the eighties. And then today was Malcolm in the middle. And I didn't really watch that show, but I loved the intro, the opening. And I, I just, the, the whole conceit of the kids were kind of the main characters talking to the camera. I, I thought that was genius. And I, I was surprised. I thought those kids did pretty well for being kid actors. Those kids were great. Let's leave it there. Yeah. Walk away. You guys did great. Thank you. <laughs> Phenomenal. Even the two yeah. little ones when they were episode four or five, whatever it was, where they converted yeah. from four year olds to ten year olds. That was great. Yeah. They did great. That's all that's it. Let's let's cut it off there. Don't turn them into Russian spies. It's gonna be phenomenal. Let's just move on. 
Yeah, but I, I'm look. I'm looking forward to next week because I think next week's probably going to be Modern Family because I've seen a clip of her of Wanda kind of doing like this documentary style sitcom where she's talking to the camera. So that'll be interesting if they do that next week. So I loved the the whole conceit of the fifth episode being a very special episode, and that's what Family Ties had a lot of those where their Alex P. Keaton was whatever an alcoholic or oh yeah there was some dark 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 stuff in that one in family ties yeah, yeah. yeah. in that show there was wanda and vision were kind of having an argument and the she had to sit the kids down on the couch and go sometimes mom and dad that we don't see eye to eye and i thought that was great and then the the dog dies she says to the boys the urge to run from this feeling is powerful i know you can't just reverse death, no matter how sad it makes us. Some things are forever. But hypocrite much? Obviously, she's done this with, with Vision. But I thought that was was very interesting. But the best part of that episode was as Vision comes home for the day and he's washing his hands. He's talking about how it's not every day that you get a dog and bury the dog in the same day. And she says, life moved pretty fast out in the suburbs, which is, again, pretty funny. Just if you think about the 10 year span of all these episodes and the boys are growing up from infants to 10 year olds in one episode, but they start to have this argument. She starts to roll the credits on the show and he's like, you can't control me like, like you can control them. And she looks at him and says, can't I? And it's kind of evilish, but he continues the argument and all of a sudden the credits just like go up quick and they continue on this argument and then they, they get into this kind of standoff where they're floating and yelling at each other. I, I thought that was just very, very well done, especially, again, the way they were arguing over the credits and the music's coming up. And But he continues on and they talk, she, he, he says to her, what are we going to do? Just go watch TV so you can change change everything again and you know make everything happy? I just, I, I really enjoyed that i thought that was really well done and 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 expertly written and directed i thought that was great yeah the whole psychology aspect of this and that they're tapping into some kind of uh remorse or or um regret i mean it it seems really powerful i just you know i'm worried that it's too much burden on one character like you're just it's just gonna be too much and maybe that's the goal maybe Maybe this is kind of uh, the same kind of arc that Jean Grey had, where Jean Grey was started off very mm-hmm. good and then became the phoenix and ultimately turned bad. Maybe yeah. that's where this is headed, and and you're going to have the Scarlet Witch who's bad. Yeah, I just realized there's a couple more things in Episode 6 that I was really impressed with, just kind of the way they... There was the one flashback. It was very Malcolm in the Middle where he says to her, oh, your outfits remind me of the time we went trick-or-treating when mom had some disease. And they did this quick flashback to them trick-or-treating in Sokovia, and they get a fish. They get a fish. And (laughs) she says she doesn't remember that. And he says, you probably suppressed a lot of the trauma, which is a theme of the show, the grief and trauma that she's experienced throughout her life. All these commercials that they show are all about her trauma, and the you know the Stark toaster, the Strucker watch, the Hydra soak, and the, the, the Lagos paper towel was for when you make a mess that you didn't mean to, and that 
can be the the situation in was it Civil War when that she killed some innocent people by when she was trying to save Captain America, she picked up crossbones and threw them into a building and it killed some some innocents. But it also could be this bubble that she's created this whole situation and she didn't mean to. Yeah. But the the commercial today was also back to the Mephisto thing was was pretty interesting because it was this it was totally different from all the other commercials. The other ones were kind of more about her trauma and the and the things that she's been through. But this one today was this kind of Faustian bargain type scenario where this kid is on an island or this kid is in a bubble and he's 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 hungry and the this shark comes up out of the water and says, you know, from the deep, the shark comes out of the water and says, I'll I'll give you I'll give you what you want. He says, I just, you know, want something to eat and he gives him yo magic. But just like most deals with the devil there's always a a bad part of it he gives him the yogurt but he can't open it and he starves to death so is is the kid wanda who's who's given her kids who's given this perfect life on in this shangri-la there's also a mention of shangri-la uh in in this episode but it's a deal with the devil that's going to turn out bad so is that you know did she make a deal with mephisto and that's that's where this is all heading the the other the last thing sorry i got one more thing oh, was right. just the the conversation that she has with pietro tonight he says hey i'm just i love the, the the double meaning in almost every sentence in this in this speech he says he said i'm just i'm just trying to do my part uh, create tension with the bro-in-law stir up trouble with the rugrats and ultimately give you grief i mean that's what you wanted isn't it so part is it just do his part as part of the family or part as part of the show? And then the ultimately give you grief. Is it, you know, giving you grief like a brother gives a sister grief or is it giving him, giving her grief as a dead brother? I just thought that was really interesting writing and very well done. Well, I think um, as far as reminding us of like old sitcoms that we used to watch, uh, it does a nice job. Right now, I'm I'm more interested in how they're going to resolve this, and my fear is that they're going to put it in a movie, not close it out for us on Wandavision here. What are you? Do you think mm-hmm. that's the way they're heading? That this is going to be closed out in like a Doctor Strange or something like that? I might know too much, but oh, don't spoil it! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't no. If you know, then don't say it. I was looking for speculation. Elizabeth Olsen is in. The Doctor Strange movie. Yes. The Doctor Strange movie is called Doctor Strange and the Madness of the Multiverse. Yes. So, again, we talked about X-Men crossing over into this universe and what have you. So, I believe this movie is going to set up a large portion, or this show is going to set up a large portion of future movies. Who's who's more powerful, uh... Doctor Strange or Wanda? Who do you think? Who do you think is more powerful? I, I, yeah, that's that's a good one. I think he's up there. I was watching Infinity War. He was pulling off lots of shit. How many people? How many people in podcast world just said, "Who gives a shit?" <laughs> <laughs> Captain Marvel versus Doctor Strange versus Wanda. I mean, yeah. those are good questions. 
Those are good questions, yeah. but everybody knows that if you're going to bet on somebody, you bet on Captain America. I thought you were going to say Batman. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Batman. <laughs> but in the last second, I, I flipped it to Marvel's version of Batman. <laughs> well, I guess Marvel's version of Batman is Iron Man. No, it's Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Knight. Yes, yeah. of course. I, I, I'm just, I'm, like I said, hook, line, and sinker on the show. I, I can't believe I when they announced all these shows, and they literally announced ten new shows. I said, well, you can go back a couple episodes to the Disney dump episode. I, I said if if I've got to watch every episode of Wandavision to know what's going on in these movies, count me out. But fuck it, count me in. I mean, I don't, I, 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 I don't. I, I I can't believe how tied in I am to this. I'm I'm shocked by it. Yeah, no, I could tell. I mean, you're doing research and have notes, and it's uh, bought in much yeah. m- much like Ted Lasso. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't get enough of Ted Lasso. Me, I'm not uh, I'm not there yet. I don't. I was always going to watch the movies to see how they tied in. Yeah, I think this is it's okay. I like that they're answering things. One viewing of the sixth episode, I didn't catch the dual meaning of grief there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I watched it uh, twice uh, today, so. So, yeah. So, you you got a leg up. But, yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah. So, they there is a couple of things that they've left hanging here. Monica mentioned that she, uh, she was going to consult with some aviation engineer or aeronautical engineer and that's who she she's supposedly running off with randall park's character to go meet this person i'm not sure who that's supposed to be but i was assuming it's going to be some form of mcu person maybe the hulk i don't know Uh, is reed richards was he a engineer because they've talked about a fantastic four movie coming up so, I can't imagine they're going to go, I mean, whoa, if they did that, that would be huge. But I think they're going to keep it with somebody we know, right? Hmm. I mean, maybe it's going to be the the scientist that was running around naked in Stonehenge. What was his name? Oh, Eric. Uh, yeah, the the guy from... The guy from Thor, the Thor movies. But you'd think he would have... It would Cat Dennings would be contacting him, not Monica Rambeau. Yeah, by the way, he was great in... Uh, girl with a dragon tattoo yeah he was he was so good in that that movie was great i can't believe they didn't continue it i don't know why that movie fell flat on its face but it was a great movie expertly done awesome it was great we got to do a podcast on it yeah you yeah so i don't i'm trying to think of what other engineers there are maybe kobe smothers go to her she she seems Mm -hmm. she seems like she could be a good i don't know if she's an engineer but she's definitely on par with she never got a real big part in the MCU. She was always kind of on the periphery. Yeah, she's got a much bigger role in the in the comics. She becomes like the director of Shield at times, what have you. But I wanted to kind of transition into the the entertainment news I was reading about. I saw where the CEO of Disney, Bob Chapek, said regarding Black Widow, "We're still intending it to be a theatrical release." We are going to have to watch very carefully to see whether that strategy needs to be revisited. And it's scheduled for May 7th. What do you think? We you think we're going to get this on our small screens, or are we going to have to wait for movie theaters to open up here? 
I could tell you what I'd prefer. I'd actually prefer it to go on the big screen mm-hmm. as you hear my dog crying in the background. I think all the MCU movies do better on the big screen first and then on the small screen. Man, May... May 7th. Well, That's not far away. That's less than three months from now. They were saying 100 million vaccinations by April. Mm-hmm. Are they halfway there now? Somewhere around halfway? I don't think so. No? They were saying masks through next year, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. May yeah. 7th seems a little aggressive from for me. I would think theaters are going to... I mean, again, the theaters are open in other parts of the country, just in New York here. I would think we might have 20, 20%, 25% because they didn't they didn't Cuomo just announce that like stadiums can open, but it's it's only 10% capacity. But anybody who wants to go to a game has to have a test or something or that's crazy. But let's not talk about COVID tonight anymore. Okay. The thing that struck me as I was looking through that in 2021, Disney has four more shows coming out that that are Marvel shows. They have the Hawkeye show, the Loki show, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which looks like a movie, and Miss Marvel are all 2021 releases. So we got a lot more of these to talk about in the next couple of months. Yeah, I'm actually quite interested in all of those. I think the one that I'm least interested in is the Loki thing. Really? I thought you would have said the Miss Marvel. I don't know enough about Miss Marvel to have an opinion either way, but the Loki thing, uh, I'm kind of over Loki. Really? Yeah. I'm most interested in the Hawkeye one just because I've read that comic that it's going to be based on, and I I loved that comic. But the the Loki one's very a very close second for me. It just looks weird, looks fun, looks like he's going to be doing kind of like a quantum leap thing. He it looks like he's changing bodies and 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 doing all these different things to appease somebody or Owen Wilson's character looks kind of weird and I'm interested in it. The next bit of news that I wanted to talk about really got me fired up. And I don't know if it's going to be as as exciting for you, but two of my very favorite shows over the past 5 years has been Atlanta on FX and Fleabag, which was on Amazon Prime. So it's Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are the creative forces behind both those shows. Those two are teaming up for a show on Amazon Prime, and they're going to be redoing Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie show. And I can't tell you how excited I am. I didn't like that movie too much, but just the two of these creative forces coming together to produce direct and star in the show together i mean i don't know if you've seen atlanta or fleabag but i love them i think they're great i think they were creative and them the two of them coming together just whoa all right so i don't know these i don't i've never even heard of either one of these shows let alone have a perspective on them coming together to do Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Yeah. I I don't what what are the, what's Atlanta about? Atlanta is a show set in Atlanta. It's Donald Glover and his friends. He is this basically nobody who finds out his cousin is a mixtape rapper and he offers to be his cousin's 
manager, even though he has no credentials to be his cousin's manager. And it kind of just follows their stumble upwards. And it's more about their personal lives. And there's also Lakeith Stanfield is in this show. Keith Stanfield is plays like their friend. And he's always stoned in this show. How many seasons are there of it? There's two seasons and there's only about 12 episodes. And you really need to, we need to stop this podcast and you need to go watch it. It's is it incredible. Is, what's it on? What network is it on? FX. So it's on Hulu probably. And then Fleabag, I liked even more. Fleabag is started as a one-woman show that she did in London. It's impossible to explain, but it's just a one-woman's one journey through discovery of... Is this where she's a comedian? No. I've never heard of this show. It's incredible. Who play, Who's in it? Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the main she she wrote starred in it the first season is really great the second season is even better you haven't mentioned either one of these shows they're both like two or three years old what what, what are we gonna talk about done watching the americans that was like in 1985 (laughs) (laughs) both of them are great fleabag is yeah definitely one you can't watch with kids around neither of them you can but fleabag is fan Fantastic. It's my wife's favorite show, too, so I think Amy would like it. How many seasons are there? It's two seasons, probably 12 to 16 episodes. Okay. Fleabag and Atlanta. Seriously, you can't watch anything else. I've told you about Little Drummer Girl. I've told you about Industry. Those are two shows you have to watch. If we're going to continue being friends, you need to watch them. (laughs) Well, I'll make it a priority. I'll be up all night tonight. (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about either one of these shows ever. Really? really? Ever. Yeah. We've mentioned I've mentioned Atlanta a couple of different times, you know. Yeah, like about- I'm traveling to Atlanta. That doesn't count. <laughs> this, oh, this- we talk- talked about Donald Glover when we talked about Star Wars, we talked about the Lando show and Donald Glover and mm. Hi friends. This is Wade here. As I'm editing this podcast, I realized this is where I should have mentioned that Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge appeared together in the solo movie, and Slavic's favorite part of that movie was the relationship between Lando and his robot, L3. Well, L3 was voiced by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, so that makes this show, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, even more intriguing to me, to see if they play off that relationship or that chemistry that they had in the solo movie at all. That's it. Just wanted to add that in here while I was editing. Take care. Hope you like the rest of the episode. Dominique Wilkins played for the Atlanta Hawks. That's as far as I've heard you ever say Atlanta. We talked about Brian Tyree Henry. He's going to be in Kong versus Godzilla, and he's Paperboy in Atlanta. He's the rapper. Fantastic show. This is uh, This one's out in left field. So, yes, I'm completely excited that these two creative bodies are getting together and creating this excellent third show that I've only found out about today. Yeah. So, and then the the last one I think you're going to be interested in, did you hear about the Last of Us show coming to HBO? The Last of Us? No. You're not, I thought you would be into that because it's a video game, The Last of Us. Yeah, no, I know the video game, but um, I didn't know it was... It was, it's going to be a show? Yeah. 
They're making a TV show out of it, which is uh, interesting because of the pandemic aspect of Last of Us that they decided to make this into a show now. Yeah. It's going to have The Mandalorian and little Liana Mormont from Game of Thrones are the two characters, the two main characters in The Last of Us show. The Mandalorian? What do you mean The Mandalorian? Yeah. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Man, that guy, like, holy cow, he's in everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wanda, he's in Wonder Woman, he's in Mandalorian, he was in Game of Thrones. Now he's going to be in the he's going to be the lead character in this Last of Us show. No kidding. Are you excited about that? So Bella Ramsey's going to be his daughter? Yeah. So quite honestly, I got to admit that I've tried to get into this video game and you know, I'm a pretty big huh. I mean, I don't know if I'm a big video gamer, but I play some video games. I really tried to get into this video game, The Last of Us. And I could get past the first hour, hmm. which is unusual because this type of game is right up my alley. But hmm. the mechanics were weird, and I don't know. I just never got into it. So that said, though, as a premise, I think the show might work, but it's it's going to be very similar to The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I don't know how I'm going to fit all this in tonight. I got to watch The Last of Us, Atlanta, Fleabags. The Last of Us was just cast. It's not coming out. It's it oh. was just cast. So okay. how does Pedro have all this time? I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. it's so many shows. Yep. He was in some show that my kid was just watching. He's like the main superhero in this wacky oh, yeah, yeah. kids show. Yeah, it's it was like a, one of those Robert Rodriguez spy kids. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was in that too. My my kids uh, were watching that too. I was walking by and. And my, my seven-year-old's like, Dad, Mandalorian. And I'm looking. I'm like, what is he doing? He's in everything, this guy. Holy yep. cow. He's Maxwell Lord. He can. He's a, stone, he's a wishing stone, too. I'm glad he's finally getting, like, full roles because he was pretty good in uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was. And then the last bit of news, we kind of already talked about this, was Gina Carano getting kicked out of the Star Wars universe for being... Uh, insensitive and just a huge doucher on Twitter. Yeah, so this seems like it's a pretty bonehead move. I don't. I the little bit I read about it was that it was pretty steady and consistent there for a little while, and then she took it one step too far, and Disney kind of gave her the boot. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. You know, my brother-in-law reached out to me and said, you know, what do you think about this? Because it's to some extent. Her speech should be protected, but I, I, I guess if you're going to be a forward-facing person in Hollywood, there's just obviously you can't talk about how uh, Republicans are the Jews of, of 2020. But I am kind of conflicted that people have right to be a Republican and, and state their beliefs, but I guess if you're going to constantly flaunt mask protocols and uh, voting conspiracies... And I guess I've also heard she was just kind of a general dick on set, too. So maybe that has a little bit to do with that. But it's, again, I think Disney has the right to, to hire and fire who they want. But it, it kind of sets a precedent that I'm not sure that they want to enforce all the time. So it'll be interesting to see what this if there's any other uh, Republicans out there who want to, or right-wingers or ultra-right-wingers that, that want to speak out. I don't know. She has a so this is an interesting topic and and one that 
I mean, I, I guess has the potential to get us in trouble too. Uh, my, I think she has a no argument. She has a right to free speech and has the right to say the things she wants to do. And and I think a lot of times we try to. You can't regulate stupid, right? So just yeah. because somebody has a bad idea or a dumb idea or one that's in, uninformed, or what I've learned recently, informed by their imagination, which seems to be rampant all of a sudden, I, you can't you can't take that away from her. So the flip side of that, though, is this, if I'm a corporation, I have the freedom to act on those statements the same way because my my speech is protected in the same action. So now take that to the nth degree. If she is, if she's saying those things and makes the set that she's working on not collaborative and people can't work together because of the things she's saying, well, that that's cost somebody money. And I, I mean, I, I'm all for protecting somebody's right to say whatever they want to say within reason i guess that's that that could be interpreted the wrong way too but if a corporation has the same right to hear what you have to say in a public forum and say i'm sorry i don't want you working for me well it's like michael jordan said when he was criticized for not speaking or you know not making his political beliefs known he said republicans buy shoes too yeah, um, exactly. So, <laughs> it, it you know as as bad as that is, and as as capitalistic as that is, it it probably pays to be apolitical. Exactly, I think even more so now. More like before, it used to be limited to cele- celebrities. Like when Michael Jordan was coming up, man, we talk a lot about Michael Jordan on the show. Um, <laughs> when he was coming up, you know, there was, was there a, a documentary or something that he was in a little bit ago that I. Did we did we miss that? Did... <laughs> Just this little one, where oh. you, you where you hated him. The last dance, I think it was called something. Maybe, oh. maybe last, the last break. Waltz? Waltz. I don't know. I just I don't know. I think you, people have to be cautious all around. Much more than we were when we were younger. Around what they post on Facebook, what they post in Twitter, because that stuff has a life in it, and it can follow you and haunt you, and it just sounds like. I mean, I liked her. I liked her as an actress in in Deadpool, and I liked her as an actress in in, in Mandalorian. And I, I wish her the best. I hope she can bounce back. But hopefully, there was a lesson learned somehow there. Yeah, it's it's interesting because again, there was rumors that she said some things on Twitter that her castmates weren't too thrilled about. And I think it was around the mask mandates, and there was something about there was transphobic or or what have you that she she'd put out there and when they announced that show rangers of the new republic it was conspicuously absent that her name was not attached to it and this was you know when we did the disney dump episode whenever that was in november or december so i'm wondering if she was kind of on probation at that point with Disney and they were like, we made you into this show and we can put you in this one or we can take it away. And this was kind of the final straw for him or something because there was definitely other, again, I'll call them transgressions that Disney had, or at least her castmates weren't too pleased with. So I'm wondering if this was just the third strike. Obviously she doesn't (laughs) care, right? I mean, if she's up to a third strike, 
she made a decision. Yeah. And, and she, I don't think she thinks of herself as an actress either. I think she thinks of herself as a retired um, UFC fighter, MMA fighter, right? So, I mean, I don't know. Every Everybody's got to make their own bed and sleep in it, yep. I guess. I don't know. It's yep. sad, though, that it's sad that this kind of stuff happens, right? You, you, in an open society, you should be able to have whatever opinions you want, and they shouldn't affect you, but that's just not how we live. I guess the, there's conservative, and then there's this kind of Tea Party Trumper bullshit that has aggravated a lot of people, myself included. I mean, but they have a right to aggravate, right? I mean, as long as it's done peacefully and nonviolent, everybody's allowed to have their own opinion. As long as they're not storming the Capitol. Well, I'm pretty sure that's getting acquitted, right? Only six six Republicans are going to break. Yeah, well, that's that's one thing, but I don't think the people that have been brought up on charges are going to be seeing the streets anytime soon. Oh yeah, the civilians. Yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're fucked. I mean, we talked about it the other day. I mean, a lot of them were videotaping and posting stuff on Twitter. And despite what you feel politically, now that Trump's basically acquitted any stand where they were saying, well, Trump made me do this, isn't going to work because he's off. He, this, the Congress said so. Yeah. <laughs> so no, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's an interesting, interesting place to be. So WandaVision, we have three episodes left. Probably do a check-in maybe after the finale. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, sure. It seems like my list of shows and movies just keep, every time I get on here, you throw some <laughs> other curveball at me that oh you you forget about industry and and, <laughs> and I'm like, what? dude, I was just gonna get ready to start watching that. And Fleabag is maybe six hours of content. You can bust it out in an afternoon. It's really really good. I would again recommend you watch it with your wife. Remind me again what it's about. I, it's hard to explain. It's a girl in her thirties ish who's lost and is trying to find love. There's a little bit of a mystery as to what her past has been about. Let me pull up the IMDB tagline because I'm not explaining it very well. Oh, boy. Well, that's going to be fluff and BS anyway. It's not going to be real. It's like what they said for the little things. A comedy series adapted from the award-winning play about a young woman trying to cope with life in London whilst... Coming to terms with a recent tragedy. Yeah, we... Here's another storyline. A dry-witted woman, known only as Fleabag, has no filter as she navigates life and love in London while trying to cope with tragedy. The angry, grief-riddled woman tries to heal while rejecting anyone who tries to help her. But Fleabag continues to keep up her bravado through it all. Her name is Fleabag? Her name's Phoebe, but she apparently, you know, she was probably called Fleabag growing up. It's it's somewhat autobiographical, I think. Anyhow, yeah. I gotta go. So, okay. watch Atlanta, watch Fleabag, and uh, get back to me. I will do that, and thank you, and good night. Good night. Take care. Bye. That concludes the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'd love to get your support and your opinion of the podcast, so please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Deep Shots Pod and on Facebook, Deep Shots Podcasts. Email your comments, opinions, and future show suggestions at deepshotspod at gmail.com. Stay safe, 
Much love. Bye.